Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the Batman Universe for this and many other great Batman podcasts. And head on over to our website where on the front page we have a survey where you can tell us what you like about TBU, what you don't like about TBU, what you want more of, what you want less of. Um, so do you want more musical numbers in the Gotham Chronicle? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you want less political commentary in the Gotham Chronicle? Probably. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's an election year. And the Gotham Chronicle has an election storyline involving a homosexual. So, like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no way around that. But this week's ep- um anyway, I'm Josh, and joining me is this is Donovan. And this week's episode is, I guess, the mid-season finale. Um, I didn't see any promos refer to it. As That's such. what Davi Masao said. Yeah, it, it, it kind of watched like it was. It kind of, it kind of felt like Lun. Like Futon Critic, which is where I get like my episode guide from, says that the winter finale is not till January. But um, you know, it makes sense. That it would be here though, right? Say what? It makes sense that this would be it. I mean, like in terms of, like like how it was the last two seasons. Well, and and usually like this time of year is when it is. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, I didn't see any promos refer to it as such, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't any promos that did. So, and Futon Critic's been wrong in the past. I remember like they had a schedule that like turned out to be like dead wrong last year that like made me want to cry. Where there was going to be like no breaks forever. Like <laughs> it felt like it was in this, this episode. Did yeah. it felt very climactic. Well, and, and, and it had, you know, the whole cliffhanger of, oh, jinkies, you know, like, how's Gordon going to get out of this, like, <laughs> wacky misunderstanding? Yeah. Wacky, way, way to undersell it. This episode was called, was it, like, Revenge of the Green-Eyed Monster? Beware of the Green-Eyed Monster, yeah. Uh, classic Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who could ever forget the episode of Scooby-Doo where, like, Fred Jones, you know, breaks into, like, you know, uh, Daphne uh, Blake's, you know, like, honeymoon yeah. cottage and shoots her, like, you know, new husband dead. <laughs> that was my favorite episode of, of a pup named Scooby-Doo Poor Red Herring Yeah <laughs> Red Herring <laughs> that, That's an obscure one So yes This episode um, Barbara Keen You know Walks into the mayor's office You know Because it has the same security As like you know Luther Mansion does In Smallville And Star Labs does In The Flash And uh <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> to like tell riddler i know who has a crush on you who his name is oswald cobblepot out with it woman who wait wait a minute what <laughs> why are you telling me this you'll see so uh riddler puts his you'll see p.s he killed you isabella <laughs> oh yeah she imitates like a car crash in a moment that i liked and donovan didn't but yeah <laughs> <laughs> She reminds me of a Tim Burton like Batman villain with that whole thing. Yeah, like she might as well be Danny DeVito doing like puppet shadows on the. uh, She's like a she's like a Tim Burton version of like Harley Quinn. Yeah. (laughs) So Riddler puts his theory to a test, and he finds out, you know, Penguins is in love with him, so he probably did kill Isabella. So he decides to secretly team up with you know Barbara. And Tabitha and Butch, who are only way too eager to team up with him. And by way too eager, I mean, like, Tabitha's like, screw this. And Barbara's like, no, no, no. Let him talk. He cut off my hand. Let him talk. 
Which is also like, 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 like I, I should be mad at you for cutting off my friend's hand, but I've decided to forgive. Why? I don't know. Because she wants power and, like, you know, I guess. Because she wants power. <laughs> you made that up. <laughs> it was either you. Yeah, it was you. I was like, it was either you or an online review who said, like, the whole thing where she's like, you know, their brawn, your brains, and my me. Like, I was like, that's not good enough. <laughs> Which, well, that's, that's that's the writers really not not you know really wanting to go home. Well, it's like it's like wait a second. That means that like she's the most like you know uh, disposable one of the group, like the most useless one. But we digress. Uh, Bruce and Selena are still on their treasure hunt, and I guess she agrees that you know maybe she's his girlfriend. And their anti Al people are killed. Uh, and I guess it turns out that Mario wasn't the talent. Like I thought last episode, whoopsie Daisy. You know. Unless he's able to appear in two places at once. He, he, he's, he's got bigger problems. <laughs> like being dead. Well, uh, the, the actual episode involved, um, uh, Lee, you can't marry Mario. He's crazy. You're the crazy one, Jim. I never want to see you again. Now, if you excuse me, I have a wedding to partake in. No, Lee, you can't. <laughs> Officers? And then, like, henchmen, Carmine Falcone, no, like, come officer. this way. Like, you know, father-in-law, crime boss, you know, dispose of my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Yes, my queen. <laughs> and so, so you two, you two's um, security just beat the crap out of Gordon, kick him out of of of, um, of a moving car, and like he's walking around fine. I, I honestly thought that he would be like broken ribs and everything, yeah. but I guess not. Yeah, and then he's like, "Please, Carmine, you must let me. You, you must let me go. No, you'll just shoot my son." I'm gonna send these two guys. I would. Ne- oh, I won't. I, I would never shoot anyone. And you can't send these guys because. Pew, pew. Gordon, you just shot. I just. Them. I just shot them. No, I didn't. <laughs> I saw you do it. <laughs> You're gonna shoot my son if I sent you after him. I promise. On the on the grave of Gallivan. I mean, uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a trustworthy guy. Literally, literally, sixty seconds later, he he perforates uh, John Travolta's son. See you there, like. <laughs> uh, Travolta's son, who was running his like cat and also cat game the entire episode with like Victor Zaz and like maybe I am a crazy serial killer. Who's to say? Which which I know we're going to get into. Yeah, which plot line do we want to talk about? I mean, I, yeah, let, let, let's talk about Mario. And, uh, and the, 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 he's, he's the biggest fish in this episode. Yeah, um, first of all, Donovan was right when he said, gee, Mario had a very conspicuous Band-Aid at the, in the back of his neck in one episode. And I said, oh, the actor probably just cut himself shaving the back of his neck somehow, you know? Like <laughs> like we all do. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 just ignore that plot point, Donovan. You're like, I don't know. It was very conspicuous, and there was dramatic music, and I was like... Ha ha ha! Sure, there was. <laughs> You're patting my head. <laughs> Who's patting whose head now, fool? <laughs> Bagora. He was like. <laughs> when Mad Hatter said he injected him, I thought that it was maybe when like Mario like invaded the tea party to try and like save Lee, like that episode. But apparently, it was like in a in like a never before seen scene from like Gordon's you know elevator Willy Wonka fantasy episode. Well, okay. Well, let's 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 you know take our time with this. Like, so the entire this this okay. What did you think of this episode? I enjoyed it very very greatly, and um, I was not sure where it was going at certain points. And um, uh, like the last episode, I was you know on the semi edge of my seat, you know, for most of it, uh, minus some of the stupid treasure hunt stuff and like the plot twist of Selena's mom. 
plot twist, more of like, you know, let's introduce this thing right now. Very oddly. Yeah, like, we need another surprise. Like, like where is she? Why is she? I don't know. <laughs> um, But um, I, I, I thought that it was well acted, especially like the Marina Bacarin, like, you know, telling off Ben McKenzie, you know, as she's like, you know, getting ready to become a Falcon. Although, or... or Kelly or like whatever his fake last name is. Yeah, I, I didn't know his, his fake name until today. Uh, they, they've said it before, but I thought this episode was definitely enter- entertaining in spots and definitely very well acted in some spots, like partic- particularly from Corey Michael Smith, Ben McKenzie, Maureen Bacarin. Um At the end of the day, it still it still got them horse crap. Uh, like you know, I know that like there's been like, this ongoing theme of like you know Ben. Uh, Gordon and Lee, Leslie are apart, and that just breaks his little heart. But all of a sudden, you know, kind of like how last episode was, you know, everybody commenting on, you know, we sure do know that you don't want to do your job, you just want to kiss on Lee, you know, like they're 12. Um, this turned into, like, you know, can, like, Mario save Princess Toadstool from, like, Bowser's castle kind of thing? Because there's a lot of, of, like, not even soap opera stuff, but, like, you know, really, like, melodramatic, like, I don't know. It's, 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 I didn't like the plot turning into, you know, I, Leslie, you can't marry him. He's a killer. But Gordon, you're just saying that because you want to get in, into my pants. Well, that might be true. But like, it's, it's like, they, I didn't feel that, that was a really good idea for a story. It was definitely dramatic. And the ending definitely is a, you know, where is he going to, how is he going to get out of this one? But it felt, I don't know, really, really like over the top and, I think the guy, the, the actor who plays Mario does a very, very good job, but they wrote him in such a douchebaggy kind of way that it was hard to, like, take him seriously, He's mad I think. on steroids. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Um, I just, I, I don't know, I just didn't appreciate the lack of this show's integrity. Uh, I liked Riddler learning that, of, of Penguin's machinations. I didn't like... Patting it out and say, you know, I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to destroy him with careful planning and teaming up with like some of the, you know, like 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 one of the one of the most annoying characters, one of the most likable characters, and then sweet Jessica to like to like get his revenge. Like, I'm not I'm not really up for that. The Bruce Wait, so and plot, one of the most likable characters. <laughs> oh, uh, Butch. <laughs> okay, I was like, really? Okay, he's one of the most likable characters, Butch. But I mean. I, I don't hate him. I, I, I mean, I guess we've just always been kind of neutral on him. <laughs> I thought we've always we've always liked him uh, fairly early on, but that's uh, definitely the actor. But like, um, and the and the Bruce and Selena thing, like, I don't, I honestly, I have a hard time paying attention as to what their deal is because they have I really to don't care. Use the ancient mystical key to steal the Indiana Jones statue, which only then can bring down the ancient order of the Court of the Owls. Yeah, all of a sudden this is this turns into James Bond Jr. and Chase is like, 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 uh, around the world. Exactly, like, like, like Alfred and the guy, like you know, talking with the binoculars over the rooftop, and like, I, I, ironically, I was more interested in Bruce and Selena's shipper crap. Although this entire season, Selena's just been acting like a prat the entire time. Like she's doing that whole like you know like I don't care kind of thing. Oh, that, that's and that gets old her. a lot. Well, I thought she had, she had a little bit more panache in the earlier season. I think in this one, it's, it's very one-note one and very one-dimensional. It doesn't really show off a lot of her acting very much. All she does is kind of, you know, make a face, kind of just, like, walk out, and she's so school, cool for school. And, like, I mean, she did that in the last season's finale, but this was, this you know, it's like, can, can, can the character or the actress do nothing else? I don't know. I, 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 
there there were a lot of this that, that I I was entertained by, but ultimately it was like Gotham was relying on its worst impulses, I think, and it was you know it it, it, was, it was very much par for the course for the show in ways that I didn't like, uh, but we can get into it. Yeah, uh, the Gordon stuff. Like, like I said, I think that like you know the best acted scene was him and Marina Bakarin at uh, the chapel and. Uh, not only that, but like it's very rare that we hear such like human vulnerability in in Gordon because he's always like you know this renegade cop you know who does what he wants. After after him taking his voice to a guttural new height, yeah. <laughs> in the previous scene, yeah, like our April Fools episode is like coming true like more more and more because like we joked about how the voice was only going to get worse in like the following years. <laughs> it really, we also really talked did. about how like. Give it how he'd murder like more and more people and like uh and and you like paid a closer attention to the scene where he shoots falcone's goons like originally i thought that he killed them and i was like jeez like he just did that without a thought like <laughs> i sure learned my lesson with galavan now if you excuse me it's like well it's it's still like incredibly illegal immoral and like not a nice thing to do <laughs> it's like you know my men will save your 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 beloved you mean these men bang 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 so one guy who has terrible luck and like is human is going like you show. Well, he didn't call for backup at all. He's like, I must do this on my own. I mean, this this is the kind of crap that I don't like. You know, I know that like we've just completely deitized, deified Gordon to be like the savior of the city, but it feels so unrealistic. Like in Gotham's own, you know. Why is he the only person who can save them? Why can't he bring Bullock? I feel or like someone cop? would also like, have to like recuse themselves from a case because like there's way too much personal stakes involved. Like, yeah, yeah. How, how many times in like the and, and I can't claim to know like how the police office works, you know, and like and TV's like no way to like you know assume that, but like how many times do you hear like you're off the case? This is too personal for you, like in other movies or shows. Law and order, like whenever, whenever it involves like somebody that they know, they always like get get sent to the desk. <laughs> that being said, you know, uh, Bullock, you know, like uh, um, who who was the OJ um, prosecuting attorney, Chris Darden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullock, like Chris Darden, has the testicles of a field mouse, so like he wouldn't be able to get Gordon off the case. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, I'm your captain, and I order you to stay home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean this up for me, will you, captain? Oh, okay. Which like <laughs> get, get your balls out of your purse, Hardy. It was just the last episode of the podcast where I said that um I thought that Bullock, you know, would be like way too subservient for Gordon, and I didn't like him as captain because you know I want a captain that you know. I don't want it to, to always be like Barnes where there's this adversarial relationship, but I do want a captain that Gordon, like, respects and will defer to. And um, as much as I love Sarah Essen, like, that was never Sarah Essen. She was just always, like, exacerbated by the stuff that Gordon did. Like, you set a snake loose in the circus to find a killer? Or, like, you know, well, like, I mean, Gordon, just don't arrest Falcone and the mayor. Like, Gordon, don't go up against Mr. Zaz. I mean, they could just write Harvey better because he wasn't always such a, you know bootleg i guess and, uh, that, and, and it would like cause some tension in their relationship like you know like he's like no i'm your boss now and you have to listen to me like harvey take and then gordon reacting this it's like robbie robertson and peter parker when robbie ran the bugle yeah so that would work because right now harvey is basically like the chucky finster to like gordon's tommy pickles like it's been that way since the second half of season one yeah yeah it's been that way since like shortly after penguin's umbrella it's like jim we can't do this crazy thing Watch me do this crazy. It, it's like those um, Joe Biden and like Barack Obama memes. Like, 
Hey, hey, Bullock, <laughs> I'm gonna do a thing. No, Gordon, please don't. I'm gonna do it. Oh. Well, a couple episodes, like, 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 Bullock did say, you know, Gordon, stop showing up if you're not a cop. Go home and, you know, deal with your trauma. And that worked. But, like, it's, it's like the, but the show, but the show wants to have it both ways. It's like, you know, they want to have Bullock as a plucky psychic, you know, and then, like, when the, when the plot requires it, then he can actually, you know, have a backbone and say some plot. Well, I guess it's better than nothing because there were some times in the, in the second season where he just wasn't appearing at all. I don't, I don't think. Well, because once Marina Bacarin like became like the sidekick, it's Bullock's main purpose now is like almost to like serve exposition too, or like for a character for like Gordon. So- or like because he's sort of wisecrack. He's like you know you mean to tell me that that guy there like he, he does it all every episode. Whereas Marina Bacarin is on his honest like you know like like to quote Aladdin uprise to be one like she's like. <laughs> She really is nothing more than like, like like the town love interest, which is abhorrent. Um, I mean, like you know, I, I know they're like we got to take concessions that you know what else can these characters do? But I, th- I think you know these these characters in the in the comics have a lot more to them than the than the show tends to remember. Well, the obvious thing from the cliffhanger is that we see the knife, you know, like fall into the water and I guess get washed away, which means that like. <laughs> That's done on purpose, which means that, like, Gordon's going to have a hard time, like, proving that Mario intended to, like, kill Lee. But, I mean, I, I would say, like, can he, like, say that, like, they tested, you know, they found the, those, like, that, like, medication in his apartment and, um... The chemical that, like, blocked... Yeah, like, like all that evidence titles. and all that stuff that they discussed and, like, like, oh, apparently the whole department, like, has come to the conclusion that he actually was infected. Like if they, if they if they go to court, uh, Lucius in the in the police department will all verify Gordon's story, and and the prosecution would, would not really be able to kind of quell them. It is Gotham, though. <laughs> I, th- th- that being well, said, yeah. I do not want another storyline of like Gordon on the run or Gordon, you know, like kicked off of the force, like. But that's basically where they're going. It's it's, it's like you know. Gordon is another preca- – granted, it's, it's a particularly precarious position, but they put him back to like this time last year where he's basically under suspicion. And this whole idea of you know what kind of man is Jim Gordon really, which I, I'm, I am so over. Like, like, like why is this a thing? I think it's going to be more about Lee being mad at him and Falcone being mad at him because I can't – But that still kind of stems like, you know, towards like you know his like Gordon being two-faced all of a sudden, with, at least with Lee. Yeah, I mean, I just, I can't see, I can't see them going the route of, like, Gordon just rejoined the police force and now he's off of it again, or, like, Gordon, like, going to jail again or or something, because I feel like the law is on Gordon's side, but, like, you know, what's going to make, what's going to be the excuse for Lee still being mad at him, just like, oh, even though you, you he was infected, you didn't try to save him, or I don't believe that he was holding a knife. Like, you know, I'm kind of worried now that, like, considering how they treated Barnes, like, like with the whole, like, you know, I'm so sick of of, of getting away with, you know, because of the law and the Constitution. Like, if they're gonna pull like whole like like wrongful shooting thing allegory out of the show, it's gonna really uh, make that me makes upset. you feel uncomfortable in season one with Lovecraft because that aired on the night of um, uh, Michael Brown's killer getting acquitted. So, like. Yeah, but this, this is them, like, you know, actively invoking in the plot to feel bad for Gordon when that's not a thing you know, in real life that we should really should be, I think, concerned about. I think that there's always going to be unfortunate parallels when it's a sh- when it's like a police procedural, you know, that takes place in Gotham City. Like, there's certain unavoidable comparisons that are going to be made and that I don't think that they're making on purpose. Uh... 
I disagree. Um, I think there are definitely things about a, a cop show that in you know that you know dip dip bleed into real life tragedies. But you know there, there are ways to do them. Like you know, like Gotham. I was reading Gotham Central last night, and you know, like like uh, uh, Christmas Allen. Uh, remember him? Like shot and killed the Black Spider. And even though it was a righteous, like, like, like he did it, like, to save Montoya, like, it, it, there was no way, like, he had, you know, every reason in the world to do it, like, legally, but they still had to go through the thing, like, you know, like, like check it out to make sure everything was okay, like, you know, because you know, it's a police drama, it's, it's a lot more serious than this show is, whereas this one, like, because the, 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 the point of that was to demonstrate what it is like being a cop, especially in Gotham City, this one's, it's, it's all just for the audience to feel bad for Gordon, and yeah, we do, because we know that Gordon is in the right, but they're but they're making the enemy, you know, uh, uh, police investigation and making sure that the police are doing the right thing and not corrupt. They're making that to be like a bad thing, you know. And Gordon's like, you know, no, Gordon's really well, the good but, guy. But, you guys, but, but that's if the cops are against Gordon after this episode. We're we're speculating at this point that the cops are going to be against. Him. We are speculating, yeah, yeah. We don't know for a fact. Yeah. Like I think it's going to be Lee and Falcone. Which, uh, and even then, like I mean, but but, but like, what do you? I mean, are you going to happy? Are you going to be happy for seeing like Lee? I mean, I don't really care if they get back together or not, to be honest. But like, if is Lee going to be mad at him for the rest of the season? Like, is that exciting? Uh, <laughs> it would kind of annoy me. That being said, like, while I would like them to get back together, I don't care if they don't either because I don't need the show to be about Gordon's love life. I did like their relationship in seasons one and two. I, you know, I, I thought it was like a very refreshing, like, as I said last episode, TV. TV procedural relationship that didn't fall in the cliches. But that being said, like, Gordon has had a girlfriend for, like, most of the show. And, you know, I wouldn't mind either. We never asked for that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind either seeing him with someone new or, honestly, the show not focusing on his love life. Because there are plenty of, you know, other ways to take the character. So... The only two characters that he has a relationship from the comics is A, like, like, ruined and different. And B, killed way before her time. So like yeah, they, and it, uh, yeah, and unless they, you know, either like have 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 Professor Hugo Strange like revive Sarah Essen, you know, or like reveal that Sarah Essen has a niece also named Sarah Essen, and, and de age her like Poison Ivy style. Well, she could have a niece that's like you know close to the Gordon's age. It's it's not impossible, or a cousin. I don't know. Supposedly, like, yeah. like Captain America, yeah. But I mean, e- e- even in the comic. Like Gordon's love life has rarely been an issue aside from year one and his courtship with Sarah S. And afterwards, mm-hmm. which is why I like, um, like, I mean, I guess it's it's in the whole thing with like being the protagonist, but like, it's why I don't care for that to be like the big plot. Like, you know, Jim, you don't want you're not trying to do your job. You're just in because you're you're in jealous love fury over Leslie Thompson. Like, it's just, I mean, I I just I just it's it's engaging on a schlocky level. But, I mean, the show, it, it takes it so seriously, and I'm just, I'm just not interested in, like, because the show, the show is like, you know, Gordon and Leslie belong together. Why exactly is that? <laughs> because she's a nice girl, and, like, he's the main character? Like, like, like the show persists as, like, this great, tragic love. Why doesn't she understand? Why can't she just be with him? And I'm like, well, he's kind of a shitty guy to begin with. Um... So, yeah, and, and, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to dwell too much on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I am interested in seeing where they're going to go after this cliffhanger, and, and it was a nice place to, like, take the mid-season finale, which, ironically, the last mid-season finale is when um, 
she announced she was pregnant and proposed to him. Oh yeah. Or she proposed or, to him. Or, or I'm okay. sorry, he proposed to her, excuse me. She announced he was preg she was pregnant and he proposed to her. Right. Yeah, so it was also like the Order of Saint Dumas Galavan thing, which has now been replaced by like the Court of Owls. <laughs> because of course it has. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of the Court of Owls, okay, um as I said earlier, I was well, before 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 we move on, like, like, do you want to say anything about like Mario? Because he had a lot of screen time in this episode. I mean, like I said, he was he was Ned Leeds on steroids. It's I couldn't even feel that sorry for him because it's not like we ever like got like extreme moments of humanization towards him. Sort of like when he was trying to save her from the Mad Hatter, but like I, I agree that like he's always been like the romantic rival, but also he was turned into like such a goon. You know, she loves me. Then like you know what. How are you supposed to feel? <laughs> so it is. It is very much like this isn't a tragedy. This is a you know well that happened kind of moment. Well, so and I'm, I'm kind ironically, of ironically enough, or maybe this isn't the right definition of irony. His plan did work because, like, now you know Lee will you know like with his death, like his plan has succeeded with you know uh, Lee hating Gordon more than ever, presumably. So I guess he went to his grave, you know, with his plan working. <laughs> with a with a Joker smile, jokes on him, I guess. <laughs> Lol. Right. And, and, and Lee is technically a Falcone now, although like she doesn't have the last name, but uh, that's uh, like she is now Carmine Falcone's um, daughter-in-law. <sighs> okay, <laughs> Leslie Tompkins is, is you know in the Roman mafia family. Yeah. I think that Marina McCarran is someone Italian, so I don't know. I don't think they're going to do this, but here's one possibility I'm going to throw out there. What if, like, she decides to get revenge on Jim and, like, does criminal things and it, or or teams up with, like, Barbara Keane as, like, the Jim ex-girlfriend revenge squad? I would like that because it would, it would be interesting. Well, I wouldn't. That would be more character assassination. Yeah, yeah because, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, because Lee has always been very, very level-headed. I, I mean, except for once or twice, you know, here and there. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't want her to become a criminal and evil over this. In fact, like, I have a big enough problem with her being as accept, as accepting and Carmine Falcone as she is. Like, she has no problem, like, utilizing, like, the Falcone, like, crime goon squad or whatever. Yeah, there's not a lot of, like, um, understanding from a lot of these characters. It's like, you know... I understand that you spent all of season one fighting this guy, but he's a nice guy. It's, it's like, you know, I don't know. It, it's, I'm not saying that she has to hate him, but it's, it's very one-dimensional, I think, from, from character to character. Mm-hmm. Imagine um, Carmine's, like, toast at the wedding reception. He's like, I'll never forget the, the first moment I met my daughter-in-law. I had just come back from, like, a gang war with Penguin and Fish and Maroney, where I was almost executed, when I went to Barbara Keene's apartment, and I saw my future daughter-in-law on the floor, pummeling Barbara Keene. Like, it was at that moment that I knew that I had met the woman that would marry my son. <laughs> we all had a wonderful laugh over it. Yeah. And then I gave Jim back a knife that had something to do with his father, who apparently is in the Court of Owls, but we haven't mentioned since then. And I guess – so that's another thing too that now that Mario is like not the Talon, 
that does throw into question the uh, events was, of last was episode. That, was that always like a big? I mean, I never thought. Were they hinting at that? Like, I never thought that was. No, a no, no. That, that that was my mistake. But what I'm saying is, it throws into question the whole thing last episode because I thought last episode they were going after him because he was the talent. So they weren't. So why were they going after him? And Falcone's like, oh, maybe it had something to do with him having the tech blood. Like, wait, like, what's going on? Like, why were they going after him then? I don't know. They're like, I will tell you when you need to know. AKA, we, we've not written it yet. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's, that's a plot point that, like, I don't think. They, I mean, they really just didn't care, did not care to hint at. Yeah. Like, like, and, like, and like why, I, did they, why did they blow up his car? Well, and then you said it was the court, and I said, no, it's not the court. It's that rival group of the court that split off from the court. But I guess maybe it was the court now. So, yeah, like, my assumption being wrong, like, does bring up other questions. I I, I really don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. That being said, I won't miss Mario because he got more progressively annoying the last few episodes. And my joke last episode about Gordon showing up at the honeymoon, like, gee. <laughs> that came true. Um, I think that his character had more potential, but like they they decided to like you know write him off with this stupid uh, you know. I mean, when, when Gordon blew him away, he blew him away. I mean, there were chunks that were flying into the air, not just blood, like you know, human mat, human material. I don't, well, that's pretty uh, pretty violent. Sorry, Lee. There was a fly behind you. <laughs> you hit my husband. <laughs> <laughs> that's not all. Oh, did I? Oh, that, I oh, that was him. <laughs> I guess that's the only he thing he's that'll be hit on this honeymoon. Oh, giggity giggity goo. Gordon, <laughs> you monster! He's dead. <laughs> I'm, why are you calling me Gordon? We're not on a last name basis. Yeah, now, excuse me, as I go see my, my girlfriend Vale. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me! Oh yeah, you hate me too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, and I thought that maybe they'd do, like, what they did last season, mid-season finale, where, like, at, it says, like, end of Rise of the Villains, and then it shows, like, showed Mr. Freeze, and then, like, what what was it called, like, the second half, like, Wrath of the Villains or something, or Wraith of the Villains, so, I thought that we had... It was have, Wrath, like, some... well, the first was Rise, and then it was Wraith, or, no, 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 it was Wrath, because Wraith doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I thought it would be, like, Mad City, and then, like, you know... Slightly calmer city or something, and then like showing us like a little tease. Uh, that was when we first saw Hugo Strange too, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> hey, I liked Hugo Strange quite a lot. He was in a lot of bullshit stories, but he was awesome. Yeah, it's it just like he, to me, he represents this whole like plotline of like Thomas Wayne's like secret like Frankenstein lab where he made like. Monster men, because I guess he was bored with his like relationship with Martha and raising Bruce, so he decided to like you know create life in weird ways and study Alex text blood. You do mad science, you know, create like winged teenagers and dinosaur men and man bats, and then shut the whole thing down. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> because he was sorry. So the court of owls. I don't know. So speaking of the court of owls, um. Selena's mother, um, which I thought in the back of my head, but it says, like, Selena is going to meet an unexpected familiar face. I was like, okay, who from Selena's past would there be? And because she's an orphan, I thought, okay, maybe her mom, I guess. Because she mentioned her mom, 
in like an early episode. And I think she was telling like spinning some yarn about my mom's a big Hollywood actress and she's going to come back and get me one day or something like that. Um, which, which we all knew was a lie. I don't give a damn about her mom. Like, why? It's like, like, so such a snotty character. You know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like, what, how, I, to me, my only interest is like, you know, have we seen her in the comics? And I don't really care if we have. And like, her mom looks like the spirit with a scarf. It's like, you know, like, like, and like, why, it, it, it's implied that her mom knows about the Court of Owls, which is even weirder. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm in another salty mood. It doesn't bother me that much, but it's like to me, I, I saw that and I was like, okay. And then all the actors were tweeting about it, and they were so excited, like "Mom," and I'm like, I see, yes, and I don't know. What What are you thinking? Um, I have no strong reaction to it yet. I hope that there's a good reason why she's there, and not just like pure coincidence and shock value. So. I think it's about. I think I think that's that's it, really. Yeah, I mean, it's and Selena's mom is not really a, an explored person in the comics, unless like it was in like one run of '90s Catwoman that like you know I one of the arcs that I didn't read because I I did read a lot of '90s Catwoman, but like from what I remember, her mom was mostly like you know a bit character in origin stories, and like Selena Neri gives her a thought, unless you know again there there's lots of Catwoman that I also haven't read. So, yeah, she's usually an orphan, right? An orphan very early on, like 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 she's younger than a teenager when her parents die. And sometimes Carmine Falcone is her dad, which would be interesting if they did that in um, this universe. Right, that's right. Yes, uh, when in Rome, and not the ending of um, of Dark Victory. Right, which again, um, that could be an interesting thing to do. It's almost a little too coincidental, though. But um, yeah. It's kind of like the whole Spider-Man Daily Bugle thing where, like, you know, it's a big – like, everyone automatically, like, no. It's a, it would be a coincidence if, if a bunch of main characters had secret relationships and stuff with each other. But it's a soap opera, so, you know, whatever. Right. It would be interesting so, if not only was, um, was that his daughter, but that Fish somehow knew about it, and that's why Fish, like – is drawn to her because, like, she's kind of sticking it to Falcone by, like, you know, training his daughter as her protege. You know, Fish took in Selena twice, and by the end of both episodes, they, like, were separated. Like, there's not really an established relationship between the two of them. I think it's kind of a missed opportunity. Like, there's no real, like, you know... We see Selena surprised that Fish kills people twice, but there's no real exploration beyond that. I think that's kind of, you know... That'd be kind of, that'd be kind of cool seeing them connect... For an extended period of time. That's how excited we are about Selena's mom. We're spending more time talking about the possibility of, like, her dad being Falcone. But, uh... Which yeah. might explain the whole Court of Owls thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I'd rather talk about... I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't care about this at all. I mean, there's some nice lines about, you know... I like when Bruce said, so, so that means you are my girlfriend. She's like, shut up. But... Aside from that, like I'd rather talk about Riddler's gay panic. At the well, I, and, I li- and I liked, um, I, I did like with Bruce, like you know, he's like Alfred. You know, maybe that's why you know Selena doesn't want to be my girlfriend. And Alfred's like, oh my gosh, we are about to rob like this ancient order who can kill us all. And you're talking about like you know, is Selena my girlfriend or not? But Alfred, what do you think? He's like, oh bloody hell, I should have been like Superman's, you know, butler. <laughs> this is why Superman works alone. 
And, and where was Ivy through all this? Not that I really miss her, but it, it is weird when, like, you have characters going through something together and then, like, one of them mysteriously disappears. Did they mention her once? I don't remember them mentioning her. Because she was there, like, standing with them, learning about all the other characters, yeah. Well, she was last episode. Like, this episode, she's gone. Right, right. Like, she was there last week. Like, they had to, like, rescue her from, like, the murderers that they're now working with. It's surprising to me how little I care about this Bruce thing, because it's like, this was this was arguably the main plot for, like, part of last year? It's just the whole treasure hunt aspect, and, like, I don't know. I, I, I think also, like, the whole, like, you know, Indian Hill leads to strange, strange leads, strange leads to the Court of Owls, etc., like, thing is kind of like, we've been doing this dance for a while, and... I don't know. I guess there's stuff that we'd rather see Bruce doing. Yeah, it's it's not as, you know, emotionally investive as the Gordon thing, immediately. At least it has a lot of emotion to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Riddler and Penguin, I'm, I'm disappointed because... Now, that being said, I dug the plot line and, you know, some stuff about it, but what I mean when I say I'm disappointed is um, I... I was I would have liked these two to get together. That doesn't mean that it was badly written, but it means that, you know, I'm it's going to be really really hard or, or or more prolonged for them to become a couple now with everything that like happened this episode. Penguin doesn't deserve Riddler. He he is such a selfish, childish buffoon that um he's honestly he's, he's honestly like 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 more annoying than not. Uh, whereas the Riddler, and this is mainly due to Corey Michael Smith, is a very likable character based on his actions, like, like his acting, really. And, um, honestly, like, like I kind of want, this is not going to happen, but like, if the Riddler, like, you know, strangled Oswald to death, I would kind of like, like that because Oswald, I mean, he's not, Oswald is kind of like the Bullock, he's not been good since season one. I don't think. I mean, he's been he's had some interesting plots, but like the character was a lot more. I mean, again, like the, the character used to be a lot more, not so much sympathetic, but like you could invest in him, and he, he was a lot more easy to kind of root for, and he was a lot more ruthless and psychopathic, like kissing that guy's forehead, and you know, as he killed him or anything like that. And now he, he's like this kind of cartoon character who is so is so like sensitive. You know, like 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 you know, like killing people. That, that, it's it's kind of just like, why are we bothering with this guy? Um, and it makes sense because like like the, the Batman villains really don't like each other each other anyway. I was going to kind of end, but um, I don't know. I, I mean, like if 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 they never did this whole Isabella thing to begin with, and Barbara told Riddler that the Penguin liked him, that would have been probably been more. Interesting, because that, that would be less predictable. Whereas, you know, of course there was... They literally had a character who looked like Miss Kringle in an episode, then killed her off, and then, like, had to go, like, who killed her? I guess it was you, Butch. No one was Penguin. Oh, okay, like, now I'm going to kill him. I mean, it's... It's it's, it's not great. And, uh, I think that, uh... I liked all the scenes with the Riddler, but, I, again, it feels like a storyline where I know where it's going to go. It's not very, um... It's it's a little bit, it's a bit too predictable for me. Uh, I don't know where it's gonna go. I mean, it's 
because none of these characters are going to die except for maybe Bush and Ta- Butch and Tabitha. But to be quite honest, Butch and Tabitha, like every time they think they're about to die, they escape death anyway. Like you know, Goldar from Power Rangers. So like the <laughs> teleporting away. Um, I watched like because I was kind of stranded today. Like you know, uh, I watched like six episodes of Zoo Ranger um, because apparently like they're streaming on a website nice. now with complete subtitles. So I, I do have a little bit of you know Power Rangers on the brain. <laughs> and Bandora is awesome. God damn it's like she is. Um so yeah, I'm not sure, you know, where it'll go. Um I liked Barbara Keen, you know, kind of like mocking the death of Isabella. Like that was like funny. And you could tell that like Aaron Richards is having a ball with this and the producers and writers are like having fun giving her this material, like Yeah. Um, I, I think that they're regretting not casting her as a villain from the get go because now they've kind of like ridden themselves into this I don't want to say corner, but like they've wasted like, you know, the idea of like Gordon's fiance, you know, it was like future wife and possible mother of his children early on. Where like I'm just like like but what does she do? What did, because, you know, people are like, oh, Barbara, watch out for Barbara. She sure is bad, you guys. And, and like, the writers think they've really tricked me into, like, you know, playing this character as so psychopathic and so, like, you know, ah, oh, your brains and your brain and me, my, and my, me. And it's like, no, no, sit down. Like, like, like you don't do it. She doesn't do anything at all. Like, and when I say do anything, I mean, she literally just runs a nightclub and happens to know these people on a personal level. Like, so, and, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm being very bitchy. Uh, I, but like, like, what is if she's going to be a villain? What? How do you think she could be a villain? Like a like a crime boss or like what? Like what is? What are her motivations? Well, I said, I guess they'll, she'll just be a colors palette swapped version of like Fish Mooney or something. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what were you thinking about the uh, penguin stuff? You said you, you said you felt bad that they didn't get together. Well, yeah, and it's and, it, and it's very unlikely, or I mean, but not impossible, but very, very unlikely that they'll get together now. And like I said, I was not a fan of it when it was just a theory, but once they actually went there, I was like, you know what, this is a very brave thing for the show to do. And I said, since you're putting it out there, I want you to pull the trigger. And uh, yeah, <laughs> not so much anymore. It's funny because, like, on the same night they aired Supergirl, and Supergirl's actually going into, like, a, a character revealing themselves to be gay as well. And they've been actually – I've been catching up with that, and they've been dealing with that very, very like, – like, I've been very impressed with how they've been doing that. Like, it's very uh, realistic and um, emotional and very well acted. And it's interesting comparing it with Gotham because at first – I thought it made. A, I still think it makes a lot of sense on Penguin's level, even if he's just kind of you know infatuated with Riddler. But um, it's 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 difficult because like we've talked about how the show's gay characters are always these very like deviant evil characters, and um, I don't know. Like, like the Penguin is such a horrible guy that like I'm kind of seeing like 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 the darker edge of that, where it's like. Um, well, I'm not, I don't know, it's, it's tricky. If, if Barbara Kane becomes this, like, queen crime boss, they really need to bring Montoya back at least for, like, a guest shot one episode, because we have to see Montoya's reaction to this. Like, come on. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially, like, last season it was very, like, conspicuous, where, like, you know, they're like, these are the maniacs, we must find them, this person, this person, Barbara Keane killed her parents. 
and in the previous season where um like Barbara was missing and like kidnapped by the ogre, I was like, wow, this would be a good opportunity for Gordon and Montoya to like team up and right. try to put their differences aside. But you know, I guess again, so. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like I'm more complaining about what the show's not doing than what they are doing. Like, um, I I did like, and as I know you did, you know, um, Tabitha's reaction to seeing you know Nigma again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Apology not accepted, which is which is very realistic. I mean, but to be fair, you know, Butch did work with Penguin after Penguin chopped his arm off. But first, they tarred and feathered him and stuff. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. I mean, we'll see where this goes. But I mean, it kind of reminds me of season one too, with the whole like you know, this person's working for this person, but they're really spying for this person. Um, and. I don't know. I, I also felt a little bad for Penguin when he's, like, talking to Edward. Like, can we please just pretend that it never happened, you know? Like, for yeah, but then I remember, oh, yeah, he did kill Isabella. So, like, you are right. He doesn't necessarily deserve him. But, you know, I do forget that sometimes. I don't know. It's, it's, every, every episode, there's a scene of him, like, feeling slighted. So the music is like, it's like, don't, 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 don't. And he just storms off looking like he's going to crap. And it's just like, 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 like I'm over this guy. So that's all I already got with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that does it for the episode. Yeah, I'm surprised because it was actually a, a, a majorly eventful one, but uh, I guess kind of, there's not really much to it. I, yeah. Which I think was my problem. I think there was a lot to it, but just like, you know, the implications. There's only so much you can talk about. Oh, boy, Gordon is short in trouble now. And oh, boy. For the seventh time. Kill, to kill Penguin. And, and uh, oh, boy. Um. Selena's mom. So, yeah. are there solicitations for the next episode? That was presumably the first half of season three. You know, in the months ahead, you know, wedding after wedding after wedding. You know, Bullock finds a magic genie lamp. Uh, ring, Selena's do mother turns out to be Sel- Selena's mother turns out to be Selena's daughter stuck in a time loop. And Bruce finds out that the secret of the Court of Owls is he's the leader of it? Uh, also Gordon's father, too. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Which makes Selena his mother. <laughs> God bless. I'd rather they introduce Earth 2 and bring in like a huntress and like Robin as an adult. And <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be more of Smallville's alley, I guess. They did do Earth 2 and Small. <laughs> that was a funny episode. Did they do Earth 2? Earth 2? Yeah, yeah. That, wasn't that the Earth where, like, Lionel Luther was a good guy? Oh, yeah. With, um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With Ultraman. I was afraid of that. And then, like, when and then when Clark, like, went back, like... <laughs> you don't see, like, what happened, but, like, everyone on, like, Earth 1 is, like, pointing, like, weapons at him as if, like, there was this prolonged fight while he was gone. That's right. Like, guys, guys, it's me. <laughs> so until next time, this is Josh. And this is Don. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. We will see you. It was announced that like Ben McKenzie and Marina McKenna are actually engaged.
I thought that they were already in, engaged at least, but I, I, I guess because like you know they had like the baby together and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, her father found out, and so now he's now he's going to be engaged. <laughs> ben McKenzie like you know goes to like the church on their wedding day like. Lee, you can't do this. Don't marry Mario. It's like, okay, this is this is real life. This is our actual wedding. We're getting married to each other. <laughs> I chose you. <laughs> then why is well, he that changes here? everything. <laughs> then why is he here? The actor that plays Mario? Because we invited him to the wedding. He, he, <laughs> he's with his own wife. <laughs> yeah, he, he's our co-worker, goddammit. Like, <laughs> I told you not to use that voice off the set, by the way. Oh, I'm, You know, last season, last season it was all about the baby. And this season, you know, like Lee's, Leslie's uh, wedding now, I mean, it's a coincidence because they announced it now, so they filmed this months ago, but like, it is an interesting coincidence that they, that this show like follows their relationship. <laughs> In a weird like parallel way, yeah. <laughs> In a, a parallel universe, like whatever they do affects the, the Gotham timeline. Yeah. 